Hello everyone and welcome to episode 454 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Zafrat Olive, and we have the full crew here this week kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How you feeling today, Richard? I know you've been a little under the weather lately. Are you, are you feeling better yet? Good morning, Seth. Uh, I'm... I'm almost recovered from magic con it's uh, it's been a long journey of a magic con crud and daycares and, and random whatnots but i think we're good to go i think we're good to go oh that's that's good i'm glad you're on the mend and we have another co-host in crim good morning crim how are how are you this fine monday morning uh you know not too bad myself just uh you know early morning so no, things that come with early mornings Oh, yeah, I forget it. It's very early in crim, uh, crim time, but we have a lot to yeah. talk about today. Uh, we have we have so many topics. We're starting with Doctor Who. We got the full set. We got the full deck list. We're going to go over a few more individual cards. There's just a handful that I want to uh, ask you guys about, but kind of like overall impressions of the set. Is it worth picking up the decks? So we're going to talk more Doctor Who. There's some news about the magic market, a pretty iconic old school vendor getting out of magic. There's also a list of the best selling sealed products in TCGs that we thought was kind of interesting. So we wanted to talk about that. There's some magic judging news, arena championship and historic, some new promos and then answering fish mail. So that's the overview for today. We're going to be jumping around a little bit from topic to topic. Before we get to that, though, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit and Card Conduit's the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So if you ever get tired of all the hassles that go into buy listing, Card Conduit lets you skip them. You can use their curated service and send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more and pay just a 5% service fee. And if you want to do a bit of work, you can use this sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance and pay just a 2% fee. And either way, you're going to get a detailed report with the results and a fast payment once the order is processed. And you can even get another 10% off if you head over to cardconduit.com slash mtggoldfish. Card Conduit, they're the easiest way to sell your magic cards. So thank you to Card Conduit for supporting this show. And let's talk some magic and by that i mean some doctor who so we got the full doctor who deck list uh four commander deck lists plus collector boosters with lots of like variants and different foiling someone posted on twitter that uh somehow the doctor who set which is four commander precons has 1100 cards in it technically if you go by the card numbers because each variant gets its whole number so if you include all the different versions there are a ton of cards here there are a handful of individual cards i want to ask you about but first i gotta ask you where are you guys at with this set? So we see the full deck list. They're selling for what, 70-ish dollars? I think I checked last time on Amazon. That's kind of the going rate. Are these decks worth it? Are they worth picking up a pre-con? Is there any world where it's worth picking up collector boosters of commander pre-cons? Where are you guys at with this product? What do you think now that we've seen the whole thing? Uh, I mean, the, huh? <laughs> I, so okay. I, mean, I was looking to okay. buy Timey Wimey. Because I needed a farewell. Farewell is in the deck. Uh, one of the cards mm-hmm. we're going to talk about, Everybody Lives, is in the deck. Wedding Ring is in the Like, there's a bunch of white cards in the deck. So, you know, I, I pulled up Timey Wimey and Amazon. I'm like, $70. $70 is a lot of money. And then I looked at the art of the cards because all of the cards have the uh, universes beyond art. So it's Doctor Who art. I looked at the farewell and I'm like, uh, I don't want this new farewell <laughs> art either. I don't want to pay $70 for a commander deck. So I decided to pass, even though this theoretically had a lot of cards I wanted. It was a Doctor Who deck, and I'm quote-unquote a Doctor Who fan, maybe. I don't know. I kind of like Doctor <laughs> Who, but not really. 
But I don't know. It's just expensive. It was like $30, $40 slam dunk. But $70, that's that's a that's a PS5 game. That's a full <laughs> game. That's an indie game with every DLC imaginable, right? So I don't know. Uh, I didn't think it was worth it, but I didn't look at the other decks too closely. I just looked at the white deck. I what mean, do you think, Grim? What, what makes it not worth it? Like in compared to like a Warhammer deck, I don't know. You like Warhammer? <laughs> War, War, I mean, they're more unique cards. I guess okay. There are a lot of doctors which I don't care about. There's a lot of like unique cards which don't have any meaning to me. Whereas I don't know, there were like new new archetypes in Warhammer. I'm not sure, but my general impression was Warhammer was better, and I'm not exactly sure why. I mean, like, yeah, like, I ask, because, like, to me, this is the same as Warhammer, right? Like, it, did you like Warhammer or did you not like Warhammer, right? Because this is, like, the same thing to me. Except for, yeah, maybe the thing that's a little bit more jarring is just that it's Doctor Who and not, you know, because, like, Warhammer art, sure. It's not it's not that far uh, of a reach when it comes to, like, what magic is. I'm like, because I, 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 if you look at it, I, I, I actually think these decks are super sweet, right? Like if you if you were okay with Warhammer, then this doesn't feel any different, right? You've got a actually decent mana base in these decks, which is really rare for commander precons. And then uh yeah, like I like obviously, yeah, me being a, a I wouldn't call myself like the number one Doctor Who fan, but I definitely watched like what five, six seasons, <laughs> right? Which is You know the Doctor's like actors' names. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. I, I am a fan. Like, I am a fan, but I'm not going to be like, I'm Doctor Who fan number one, right? But there, but the seasons that I watched, I'm a huge fan of. So, yes, I loved, but I'm also a David Tennant fanboy, so naturally I like Tenth Doctors, uh, the Tenth Doctor cards. I like Matt Smith, you know. I even enjoyed the Christopher Eccleston's, like, run and all those things, all right? right? right. So, are, you, are you buying the Commander I, deck, though? And which ones are you buying, yeah. if so? All of them? Uh, I, I mean... I'm going to get them all, right? Because I like Doctor Who, right? And like these, uh, okay. So the one that I don't care too much for is the 13th Doctor. Because I don't know the 13th Doctor. So, uh, but like maybe, maybe I will buy it all just because, well, let's be honest. I'm going to, pro- after seeing this, this has made me want to watch current Doctor Who. So yeah, value-wise, card-wise, there's a lot of cool stuff here. Yeah, I think that, so I will say, I agree that the mana bases are surprisingly good. That's been a big complaint, is like the mana bases and precons being pretty bad. And it seems like they kind of went out of the way to make these ones decent. You have like the Innistrad slow lands, which are really good. You have a bunch of the Horizon lands, which are really good. And even the bad lands, like the temples are in there. There's still some snarls in there. But it's like a pretty functional and mostly untapped-ish three-color mana base in a lot of these decks. So the mana bases are really good. It's really hard for me to judge the new cards, like based on their value. If you look at like the overall deck cost of some of these, yeah, they're selling for 70 bucks, but like timey wimey, if you add up all the cards, it's almost $400. But a lot of that's like the 10th Doctor's like 20 bucks or Kate Stewart's like 12 bucks or whatever. Whether these cards actually maintain anywhere near those prices, like based on Warhammer, most of the new cards are not going to be worth 10 or 20 bucks. Like they're going to be worth 50 cents. And then there's a handful of like really chase ones like Grayson Starn or whatever that still maintain their value. So I expect we're going to see a lot of those prices go down. I think the flavor is part of it. Like a lot of the art of it to me is just like, 
I don't know, random people that I don't care about, which I think maybe like if I knew Doctor Who more, maybe I would be like, oh, Graham O'Brien, that's super cool. I remember him from that episode. But when I see it, it's just like some modern day British person like living their life. And I'm like, uh, OK, at least the like Warhammer decks, they did look kind of magic here. Right? You have things fighting and stuff happening when this is just like I'm a British guy standing here. And I'm like, eh, OK, I don't know if British I people said <laughs> no, I, I love British people. I just it would be the same if it was like uh, an American or whatever. It just looks so modern and not like there's no action to it or anything a lot of them are just like standing around like I living agree. their life like weird like background things that you don't understand like if you don't know what the tardis is you're just like i don't know it's like a phone booth sitting there what does this mean counterpoint though there is one card that i do want the doctor who version of and i think is very Ooh. cool and that would be solemn simulacrum i have no context <laughs> on the episode but it's a robot with a sad face on it, like an emoji, <laughs> <laughs> like sad robot face. Uh, hilarious. Uh, I, I kind of want that one. But I see what Seth's saying. Like most of it is just like a person, like especially a lot of the doctor's companions. It's just like a random person here. And I don't know who they are really. Uh, even the people I know, like Sally Sparrow, I'm like, yes, I remember Sally Sparrow. But it's just like this random person and that's it. So, so yeah. Uh, I don't know. I we'll think- see if people like maybe we should do an art podcast like there's some interesting cards like celestial colonnade crim do you like the new colonnade or do you like the og colonnade like i'm not sure i mean (laughs) like i i i think all the art like some of the art on here is gorgeous unfortunately i i don't know like if if i like that they the, the art that they use on like Port Town is gorgeous. I just hate that it's Port Town. But that's because that's my personal vendetta against like all of these snarl type lands. Like they need to cut those out. Stop doing that. But yeah, like I I think Colonnade looks really pretty. I think it's gorgeous, right? Like I and since we're talking art, I got to ask you about one piece in specific because there was a very big uproar in the Twitch chat last week over this one specific piece of art, and that is uh, the new Snuff Out. So Snuff Out's actually like a $10 common that people have really wanted. Re- it hadn't been reprinted since like 2009 in a dual deck. They finally reprint it, and a lot of people were very unhappy with the goofiness of the art what do you think of the snuff out art like are you a fan you know, like compared to one of the original ones which which version would you play i mean there's classic and then there's like this like funny snuff out right like yeah it's not as serious as, as, like uh, like and as terrifying or i guess as like like it probably should be but at, in the weird doctor whoey way it is scary, right? Like in it, it, it for Doctor Who. <laughs> they look it's huggy. Just like, I feel like they want to give me a hug. I do not get the scared vibe solemn, from them at all. How, how do you <laughs> wait? Hold on. How does robot episode? Which episode is this? Crew? <laughs> how how do you? This is a newer episode. This is a, a like one of the newer ones because yeah, or maybe I'm just not remembering it. But yeah, like the the snuff out art is just I don't know. Like it looks like they're trying to come and choke my like like choke me out, right? So, and, like, with this creepy, sinister, robotic smile. With black mana symbolize. I, I think that's maybe why yeah. Watsy did the crossover. Uh-huh. <laughs> I first, that. Yeah. Uh, 
I wonder if that's part of Doctor Who or that's if that's be like Dr. a Watsy thing. No it's got to be. Yeah. So Doctor Who ripped off magic first, technically, well, if skull. you really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a skull, Seth. They've existed before Watsy. Yeah, I guess yeah. that's I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, all right. I, I got to ask you, there's there's five cards I wanted to ask you about individually about uh, from this set. The first one is the one that everyone's been talking about. The chase card from the set so far. Everybody lives. Richard, it's a very Richard card. What is uh, what does everybody lives do? Two mana white instant, one in a white. All creatures gain hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Players gain hexproof until end of turn. Players can't lose life this turn and players can't lose the game or win the game this turn. It's a super mega fog. How strong is this card in commander? So we've seen Teferi's protection become an ultra staple like maybe the best white card in commander at least on the short list is this on that same level like for two mana no one's gonna die your stuff's not gonna die your life total's not gonna change there's nothing that can possibly go wrong it does affect the entire table so i guess you don't get to do the like i piece out of here and you guys fight amongst yourselves and hopefully kill each other how good is this richard you just jam this in every white deck it's probably so sick. It's a it's a white yeah. counter spell essentially, right? Like you're someone's gonna do a big thing to win the game, and you're like, nah. Uh, <laughs> the 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 thing that's better than counter spell is it affects on board stuff, right? Like if someone has built a giant board and they swing at you, you can counter spell that. Uh, but Teferi's Pro phases you out, lets the rest of the board get wrecked. I think Teferi's Pro is better, but everybody lives very good, and I think I'll be playing it as the fairies pro number two in all of my decks in the foreseeable future until I determine otherwise, <laughs> until I figure out, no, actually, it kind of sucks. I'm, I'm just worried about saving everyone else's board. Like, it, it doesn't give you the same, even flawless maneuver. Like, if you flawless maneuver against someone's wrath, like, you kind of win the game right there. This doesn't allow you to do that. This gives you that angel's grace effect. That gives you that fog effect. Um in place of that like do you cut a fog for this do you play normal fog or do you play everyone lives that that's the question Ooh. so the the other downside is it doesn't get around farewell right hexproof and indestructible on creatures so it doesn't prevent all the wraths the other thing that's a little bit weird is uh teferi's protection you can still lose the game, right? I'm actually double checking the text yes. to make sure. Yeah, someone you can, can still someone lose. Can win the game when you so if someone thoracles or something, yeah. you can still lose. This actually prevents that from happening. So I think it's like actually pretty close to Teferi's protection on power level, maybe a little bit behind. It's also one less mana if you got to be leaving up mana during your opponent's turn. What do you think, Grim? Like uh, you're the control player. How how scary is this in your control decks? Is this going to be ruining your ass and wrecking you? I I think. I think this is great uh, because as much as it might like hurt a wrath, it also saves me, right? And it's it true. saves the like the table and it shuts down a combo unless it's like some kind of like walking ballista combo, right? So I, I I do think that this is very interesting that you ca that you can't lose the game and your opponents can't win the game as well. That's a big part of this, and it's only two mana, like you had mentioned. So I really like this card. Is it? And good I like that this the scene. Oh, I've never I've never seen the scene, so I, I can't comment on that. I'm curious, though, is it good this card exists? Like, I think this is a staple card. Is Commander better with white decks having Teferi's protection everyone lives to go with Farewell? And there's, like, also another pseudo Farewell in the set. Like, is this a good direction for the format to be heading from a, like, meta perspective? 
I mean, it shuts down shenanigans. So I think I, I, I like it, right? Like these are these board wipes. I don't know why. Like I think randomly, uh, recently there's like controversy on farewell now. Uh, and like how good it is. But I, I, I will say, or like what, how good it is for the game. I, I think it's great. I think it's solid as threats and everything gets better, right? Like now you have a board wipe that's good against those threats and answer or those threats, those permanents, all those things. And it's an answer that permanently answers all of that. I love that. <laughs> I love that because there's now everything has recursion. So why not have it like, I guess naturally, this is a bit of that game of catch up now, right? Because like farewell exists. Now you have parallel this card existing, right? So these will just slowly power creep themselves up more and more. But I don't, I don't think it's bad. I think it's fun, and the fact that it saves everyone, pretty sweet. Then Richard gets to play more of his six-hour games that he loves. Yeah, I, I hate this, this is, card. This, this. Okay, so I get what Wizards is doing. This is trying to remove the monopoly on stack interaction from Blue. Right? If someone plays a Thassa's Oracle. Everyone just waves their hand in the air, except for Blue, who can counter it on the way down. But everyone was like, well, you got me. I can't do anything about this. So this is White's attempt to stuff that, right? This is a counterspell that's not really a counterspell, but it does a lot more than that. It counters, like, on-board stuff. I can see why we need that, but this just makes people, like, unkillable, right? Because the way Commander works is, like... We don't chip away and deal like five damage at a time, get everyone super low. What you do is you just combo off on a turn. And it's either literally a combo, like you play like two cards, win the game on the spot, or you do some kind of crater hoof combo, some kind of creature combo where you use one combat to kind of end the game. This kind of stuff's that. This will drag the game on. And usually your combo is like done if it fizzles right you don't normally untap and just like do it again like your your, your combo kind of just fizzles out and you got to like rebuild this drags the game on further i don't like it I don't, I don't know why we had to have so many things like if it was just an angel's grace i could live with it but like why does it protect your team and give hex proof at the same time and do all these things so i don't like where this is going but i can <laughs> see why they're trying to do this they're trying to give people stack interaction without stack interaction i don't know why it has to be white white is already so loaded with these effects and is already so strong like just give it to another color but eh. yeah i i am a little scared of the direction things are going commander already leads to such long games and i feel like the more of these cards they print like Teferi's Pro, Everyone Lives, the hard resets, like Farewell, I don't think Farewell should be banned in Commander or anything, but I do get where people are coming from, that it is kind of a little bit like Ugin, where it's just like, I pay six mana and the game restarts and we play another hour because I had this one card. And I'm not sure that's like, overall, like the more of those effects you have and the more that show up in each deck, I think the worse the format becomes overall, like because it's just going to be so hard for the game to ever end and kill anyone. And I think a lot of people don't necessarily want the four hour games. They'd rather play an hour and a half game or play two games in the in their three hour window or whatever. So I am a little worried that this adds to that. It's also worth noting this doesn't exile itself. At least a fairies pro is a one shot. This you can recur it. You can be casting this every turn. You put it, it's two mana, so it goes under Isochron Scepter. If you want to just, like, Scepter this every <laughs> turn and nothing ends. Like, so this is a, way more abusable in some ways than Teferi's Protection, but definitely a powerful card. I'm presenting card. the loop. 
<laughs> no one will Nobody ever die. die. You have to. You have to stay here with me forever. I, I do think yeah. people are overblown. So it, it's hexproof and indestructible only for creatures. So the rest of your permanents are not saved, and it's and your creatures get wiped through a farewell. I think people will overplay this for a while, and then they'll just go back to fog or something. <laughs> like it won't be as good as you think it is, but we're getting there. Okay. First off, y'all y'all need to stop degrading this card by calling it a fog because like, like, it's better you than play a fog. This, and then you're like, wait a minute, like, why don't like, I just play Angel's Grace? Cre- like it does the same thing I wanted to do. Or why don't I just play like a, a fog or something like that? A dawn charm. It's not a fog. Cre- it's not Grim's a fog. Just worried that he's gonna be on record liking a fog if we compare this to fog. It's not a fog. It's not a fog. <laughs> <laughs> it is so much better it, than it a fog. Only saves, I don't know. It saves your creatures and it prevents damage. Uh, it also prevents you from losing the game yeah, and your yeah, opponent true. from winning so the game. So does Angel's Grace. Right? So does Angel's yeah. Grace. Angel's Grace. Does, yeah, but a, this is upgraded, right? This Angel's is upgraded because you can like get knocked down to one life or something with Angel's Grace and then it's, it's kind of sus, right? But right. I, what I'm saying is this is so much better. So Teferi's Pro is like. Two to three times better than this card. This card isn't close sure, to Teferi's sure. Pro, but people will play it, and then they'll see the power of Fog and go to Fog. That's my guess. Okay, that's not okay. First off, yeah, okay, I agree with part of what you say. I then you take it to Fogland, and then now I'm like, all right, now you're too far. All right, now you're too far. So I am going to clarefully state it again for the listeners: it is not a Fog. I don't know what Seth and Richard are, are on right now, but. <laughs> I I will tell you that it is yes it is no Teferi's pro but the you know again that is like the card right you're not gonna beat like like everyone's always trying to compare basketball players to Michael Jordan that's MJ right like we got but it. we're time it's the best Teferi's a fog though <laughs> no it's not technically it's so if you really think better about than it all right moving on from the fog conversation <laughs> yeah. I, I, I need to ask you about this card. This was one of our exclusive spoilers. So the card's delete. Is it a fog? No, it is the opposite of a fog, actually, in some ways. So delete. I, I need to know if you think this card is good. So it's double red and X, sorcery, deals X damage to each non-artifact creature in each player. So it's actually a expensive earthquake, except it doesn't hit artifact creatures. When I first saw this card, so I had to do the spoiler video for this card, and there's actually a really good article about the lore Doctor Who that Joe did over on the site. If you want to hear about, like, all the Doctors and a Magic player's perspective on it, you should check it out. It's got the spoiler cards in it. Um, But I'm curious, are cards like this playable? I feel like I used to play a lot of X sweepers back when I first started playing Commander. But then we got, like, Blasphemous Act. We have Chain Reaction. I feel like X sweepers are just so expensive to actually get rid of the board that I don't really play them anymore. Is there enough upside here in an artifact deck that you would play this because it can be one-sided? Or is it just like, this is too much mana to actually kill everything, even with that upside? I mean, what's what's the problem with it? Really? I, I think it it's fine. It's versatile in that, like, it's a burn spell. Like, I look at it as a burn spell towards your face. And you know what? Like, it, it does go into an artifact deck. You know what an artifact deck does real well outside of being broken and everything? Uh, mm-hmm. It makes a silly amount of mana. It can get a silly amount of mana. So there is a strong chance this will just kill you, right? Like more than it's a board wipe. This is going to be like a win con, right? And yeah, so like, you know, remember how I'm always like kill the artifact player? Now twice as so, right? And on top of that, I I don't know. I mean, Wizards has been making tons of 
very specific board wipes, right? Like you have the token board wipes. So naturally they make one for artifacts as well. That's fine. Is is this good enough though? Or do you just still play Blasphemous Act? Because it's like I, I don't want to spend 14 mana to actually sweep away your creatures. Like that's that's my question. That's what I've been trying to yeah. figure out. What do you think, Richard? Like, do you yeah. run this in artifact deck or do you just stick with the more efficient wraths? I mean, you probably play both, right? Uh okay. like yeah. when you play Kindred Dominance. One of those, like, or what? what is the white one? Like, Mask Calcify or whatever. Like, there's these one-sided mm-hmm. board wipes. They're, like, eight mana, seven mana, or whatever. Like, that's what you think of this as? Would you run in a generic deck? Of course not. Uh, but if you have an artifact-heavy deck, like, I, 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 I can see reasons for running this. But you probably run Blasphemous Act as well and Chain Reaction as well. And, you know, in a pinch, you're gambling those things up. But, you know, sweep for... Six mana is only four damage. That's not too hot, right? But if you pluck off half the board and keep your board, then that's not bad. Ryan Crim said the burn aspect, like you're just burning people's faces. So if your deck has burn synergies, if you have like damage doublers, etc., etc. So I, I don't think there auto includes even in artifact decks, but they're a consideration, right? You're like, should I play this? Should I not? Do I make big mana? Do I care about wrathing the board? Um, you know, so I think it's a fine card. Just nothing too special. Also worth mentioning, the damage hits you too, so you gotta you gotta keep that in mind. But if you have uh, something only doubles the damage to your opponents or whatever, then it uh, it works out a, a lot better. Yeah, I could see decks that would want it. I think you gotta be ramping. You gotta be an artifact deck where almost all your creatures are artifacts, and you have to be a ramp deck. Like if you're both of those things, then I think this is in the conversation. <laughs> but if you're not both of those things, then then I think I'm sticking to Blasphemous Act or Chain Reaction or something that will sweep the board for like much much less mana than this. This is going in an aggro artifact deck. Simple as that. Well, next uh, up, we got a couple, couple more cards I wanted to ask you about. One is uh, uh, Displaced Dinosaurs. I want to know if this card's good. So Displaced Dinosaurs, 7 mana, 7, 7 dino. You can see the plans for uh, our return to Ixalan shortly. We got a lot of dinosaurs in. I didn't know there were dinosaurs in Doctor Who. Is that a thing, Krim? Is there actually like a dinosaur season or something? It's a dinosaur episode. It's an episode. It's an episode. Uh, <laughs> Not a whole season of it. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, but Displaced Dinosaur, 7 mana, 7, 7, as a historic permanent enters the battlefield under your control, it becomes a 7, 7 dinosaur creature in addition to its other types. So historic is artifact legends or sagas. Is this card good? So it's 7 mana, but if you untap with this, all of your mana rocks are 7-7s, seven your soul rings is 7-7, seven seven, your ornithopter. If you randomly have small legends, those are also going to be 7-7s. Seven you can play a legendary land and it's going to be a 7-7. Seven seven. Is this like, is this card busted or is it just like 7 mana? It doesn't protect itself. Like it's too, too ambitious to actually go off with it. First off, it's in green. So like literally, it, it, it 7 mana is like 4. Right. So it's it's in the color that can get to this real easy. My problem here is. I think this is potentially a liability for like like I am now setting myself up to have like my my historic permanence that I actually don't want to be creatures in becoming a creature, which means that like if I'm playing this, I have to kill you with it right away, right? Like have like concordant crossroads or something like that and then try to pop off all in one go. Or I get all my stuff blown up by a wrath of God. Not even farewell, not even the best sweeper, just a straight up wrath of God. 
Everybody lives, though, Krim. Everybody lives. Well, you don't got to worry about it. Hope anymore. you got it. <laughs> hope you got it. Because if you don't, then you're in trouble, right? So, like, I, I think this card is cool. I think it's a sweet card. I just don't think it's busted. So the I mean, Starfield of Nick's problem, where you turn all your stuff into creatures and then you get punished yeah. for it, basically. Okay. Yeah. There's no way you play this as like a random value card. You're you're playing it as part of a combo. It's non-legendary, so you're gonna have to fetch this thing out, and then you're gonna play eggs or something right afterwards, right? Like you're gonna play this, you're gonna dump a bunch of zero mana artifacts, and then like one shot someone. Like Krim said, if you're just ramping this out on turn four and just playing like uh you know mana rocks and legendary lands and stuff like you're just gonna get like swept up in one fell swoop quite quickly one so, fell sweeper yeah like i wonder if you could no there's no way like i'm pretty sure you build around it and then you build around it in the way of like eggs um you know cheerios like literal things. eggs okay okay like, like yeah, eggs okay. cheerio like you know those like can trippy Actually, I guess I guess eggs can't trip when they die, so that doesn't help, right? So literally Cheerios, right? Like you're gonna play zero mana, uh, legendary things, jewel lotuses, mox opals, or whatever, and just have them all be dinosaurs and kill people. I think that's the way you do it. Is it too strong? I don't think so. Is it funny? Probably. Uh, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> like, funny. So yeah, I'm glad this card exists. <laughs> Somehow it's not legendary, which is awkward. If it like, was legendary, it would be, be way better. Yeah, it would be cool because then you could really build around it a lot more. In the '99, like I think it's a really cool design. I think it's a, a cool card that I'm excited to put in a deck. I don't know where exactly to put it though. Like I'm not even sure what commander is like a green historic matters commander that I would put this in. So I don't know where it fits exactly, but I I do like this card, and I I would like to try to build something around it. I mean, are, you have you're gonna have a lot of new legends coming out in Ixalan, right? That are gonna be sweet and dinosaurs dinosaur and yeah. yeah. So like, it'll be cool, and like, also the idea of like, I don't know, Athalia in a dinosaur suit's pretty funny. <laughs> All right, one one last card to ask you about this one. I'm always on the lookout for three mana value uh, mana rocks that are actually worth it, and I think we might have found one in Sonic Screwdriver. So Sonic Screwdriver. Three mana rock, taps to add a mana of any color. You can pay one and tap it to untap another target artifact, so a better mana rock. You can pay two and tap it to scry one, or pay three and tap it to make a creature unblockable this turn. Is this enough value to make this like a staple level rock? So the baseline is the mana lift. Yeah, three mana mana rock that adds a mana of any color. But then untapping another artifact, that can do like winter orb shenanigans if you want to be mean. It can untap mana rocks that produce a bunch of mana. And then making a creature unblockable for three, that's actually a pretty powerful effect in a like a Voltron style deck, right? People play oh, what's the what's the access tunnel and those lands that like essentially have the same effect. How good is this, Richard? Is this a three mana mana rock you would actually play? Is is making a creature unblockable enough for you to put it in your deck? No, it's unplayable. <laughs> like, oh, the, the, the mode you no. want is one, to untap another target artifact, where you're going hard on your combo and you need Voltaic Keys 4, 5, 6 or something. Then maybe you play this, but a three mana rock. You think this mana is rock? unplayable? I mean, you can play it, but it's like pretty mediocre. Like, would you just play I a random like three it. mana mana rock? I you feel play like Warren Power Stone. Just, just play Warren Power well, Stone if you want to. No, like, no. Isn't this, this is so much better? This is got to be better. Make it no. creature unblockable. It adds something. mana of any color. 
And yeah, like like the the scry one isn't no, like isn't that bad either, right? No, like dude, I mean, if you play this and you scry uh, one, that is scry one. I mean, so scry sad. one isn't great. Like, yeah, I'm never I'm never like paying like going out of my way for a scry one, but the fact that there's just scry one incidentally stapled onto like the uh, like the voltaic key and the like like you know the the rogue's passage effect, dude. I think this is a really good mana rock. This is this is what like when. When you look at a three mana mana rock, it has lots of functionality, lot, lots of things that you can do with it. Just keep I like putting that. text on it until until it's playable. Yeah, if you put enough abilities on a on a mana lith, it's got to be good. I think. You really I gonna like play it. this? I, mean, I I have a high tolerance for three mana rocks. I play Celestis in a lot of decks, like so. I think I will put this in a lot of decks. But I I also have like come to grips with three mana mana rocks with upside being worth it. This so like maybe, adds maybe two mana and gets farewelled. <laughs> right, so I mean, at, at least the, 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 the two mana mana rock adds three mana before getting farewell, right? Like, <laughs> oh, come on. Anyway, that's that's Doctor Who. Any final parting thoughts on Doctor Who before we hit up a few other topics on today's podcast? I mean, yo, for the for the Doctor Who enjoyers, this this is sweet. Uh, I I love all the talismans being like you know the Doctor's. And like you know, like like their scarf or or something like that, the bow tie of Matt Smith on a talisman of conviction. I think this is pretty cool. And the Oods like talisman of dominance, like like that's super sweet. So I just I I guess my one question is, yo, do, is a guitar in green and red? Why is a guitar in green and red? I don't think a guitar should be green and red. Those are not a guitar's colors. <laughs> What what so colors I, I, are guitar, Grim? What colors do you and don't say Grixis? I swear to God, that's not allowed. I mean, okay, it's not it's not Grixis. I won't think it's Grixis, but I I would say at least Rakdos. Okay, right? black and red, right? Like I, I, that's, yeah. that's kind of rock and roll, right? You got yeah, yeah. that's I, I can see that. Why, or, or I'll even Gruul take blue and red, trip. right? No, Gruul is Gruul should have a leak or whatever that is, right? Like, like or a carrot or something like that. I don't know. The point is, I'm very a guitar does not feel Gruul, but uh, whatever. That's my minor nitpick of the whole set. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on and uh, hit up uh, maybe a sadder topic. So one of the big pieces of news this week is. Troll and Toad, which if you're not familiar with, is one of the original magic vendors. They were like selling magic cards and buying magic cards out of like Duelist magazine back in 1994. One of the first ever magic uh, vendors. Uh, they've decided to give up selling magic cards, essentially. They've uh, they've been doing it for 30 years and now they're not going to do it anymore. They will continue to sell all the other games, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, One Piece, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. No longer going to buy and sell Magic cards. They they posted an article explaining the decision, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's pretty short. Uh, the TLDR is they don't think that Magic's profitable enough, but they also shouted out, like, the number of variants in cards makes it really hard for them to just maintain their website and like actually list all the cards for sale. They were worried about 30th anniversary edition and wizards maybe like doing away with the reserve list, making it risky to hold on to cards. Cause if they were going to do that, who knows what would happen? Uh, what do you make of this? So question number one, does troll and toad leaving the magic market actually matter? I will say Troll and Toad, I think, was a lot more powerful like a decade or 15 years ago. I think they've kind of been on the decline as far as the tier list of magic vendors. There's been some like 
questionable like how quickly they pay for buy lists how well they grade their cards there's a lot of complaints about stuff like that so this is definitely not like star city games or card kingdom or someone who's currently at the top of the the vendor chain going out of business but it is still a pretty iconic name richard does this does this mean anything seeing troll and toad back out of magic yeah it's very bad like they they are bigger than your mom and pop lgs right and if they can't make it work how how is every small lgs gonna make it work uh, so it's very bad. And they're not the first one, right? Like Channel Fireball went, remember? We, we, Channel Fireball is another big uh, online retailer, and, and they went. So when or if Star City Games and Card Kingdom goes, like it's over for us, right? Like So that, that's like the last one, right? But everyone before them are falling, so that, that can't be good. And it makes sense, right? Like if you are a retailer, you're expected to stock everything. That means stocking like the 15 variants of a new card. And you need to have enough to keep everything in stock. So you got to hold it all. And then Wizards reprints it next set and it all tanks. And like, it's just hard to manage and keep up with. So I would take it as a very serious warning, right? If they can't make it, how can any smaller shop make it? And it's not good that at the end of the day, we have like two vendors, you know, like competition is good. Variety is good. And if at the end of the day, it's just like TCG player, Card Kingdom and SCG, that's that's not good for us. Uh, so we want a healthy kind of marketplace of different vendors and we want them to all be profitable and, and keep up with magic and um, be proud of magic. I think one of the things that people often say is we did magic a lot longer just because we're fans of the game. Uh, from but from a business perspective, it, it was looking bad for a while, but they they've just clung on because they're just diehard fans and nostalgia and history and whatnot. So that's not good, and I hope Wizards does something about it. Troll and Toad may not be the top dog today, but you know they 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 are much bigger than your LGS probably, right? If they can't make it, then that's probably bad. Someone said as of in this was this was someone in the finance community on Twitter, but they said that as of like. A decade ago, this was literally they did the most sales out of any vendor. They were beating SCG, Channel Fireball. So there was a time when this was like literally one of the biggest magic vendors, not in the super distant past. What do you think uh, about this, Grim? Any any takes on Troll and Toad going out? I mean, like for for me, I I, I think part of what Richard said is is true. Like it, it it's scary to think about, right? And then on top of it, like it's good to have biz, like you know competition and like the market space and all that but i will say that like every time no matter what game it is i i've ordered from troll and toad before and it's just like it feels like they're a little bit more expensive than like everywhere else and like when i say a little bit i mean by a lot of bits and that like they're like and then on top of that like troll and toad was uh, you know, like, I'm just going to go with a lot of it was expensive, and what I got, I was, you know, kind of, you know, they they weren't a vendor I would always, I'd, I'd exactly return to all the time, simply, right? Like, to put that. So, I I do think that I, I hope that, like, you know, that, like, a, there's a healthy marketplace for stores and things like that. Like, I, I, I want that, because that's good for the game, it's good for the, you know, everything. But, like, also, Troll and Toad, for me, it's just like, oh, well... They were kind of really pricey, so like no no shade to them. It's just like it's kind of pricey, and that's it. 
Yeah, they were definitely a vendor I used a lot more like a decade ago. And then I think they got a little inconsistent with like their grading got really inconsistent. And like sometimes shipping would take longer than others and things got a little bit weird. So I, I definitely don't view them as like, a, a card kingdom or something at this point but yeah. it still is like i think a lot of the things that they hit on are the same things we've been he uh, hearing from other lgs's so even if part of it is like self-inflicted it's not like they're talking about something brand new that we've never heard before and they're hitting on a lot of the same like points that a lot of other lgs's have hit on which i think matters and also richard you posted this interesting list from tcg player uh about the the best-selling sealed product in tcgs it was pretty interesting what did uh, what did that list actually show yeah so apparently tcg player uh lists their their top price adjusted sales for sealed products so it's not the price of the product or how many they sell but you know those multiplied together this was for the month of september which uh, there was no magic release for, but I was shocked at the composition of the, the top 20 or whatever. Uh, Crim may not be. So number one is One Piece, uh, Kingdoms of Intrigue booster box. Number two is Yu-Gi-Oh! 25th Anniversary Tin. Number three is Yu-Gi-Oh! The Crimson King Structure Deck. Number four is Lorcana Amber and Amethyst Starter Deck. Number five Darn is Darn you Pokemon sweaty Lorcana players. 151. <laughs> By the way, Lakana yeah! deck is $37, way above MSRP. People are buying like the, the scalped prices uh, still. And then six is Lorcana Sapphire and Steel. Seventh, Lorcana Emerald and Ruby. Eighth, 151 Ultra Premium Collection from Pokemon. Nine, Obsidian Flames Booster Box. And finally, at 10, we have Wilds of Eldraine Set Booster Display. 11 is One Piece. 12 is Lorcana. 13 is Pokemon. 14 is collector boosters from wilds of eldraine 15 is Yu-Gi-Oh. 16 is pokemon 17th is wilds of eldraine pre-release pack 18 is lorcana 19 lorcana so i'm a little shocking very that surprised. magic is just kind of it's, split up here it's also worth well, mentioning wilds of eldraine did release september 8th so there was yeah, actually well, like yeah. a full set release in september like that was the wilds eldraine yeah released right in the middle the beginning Sorry, of guys, september I'm filling so. up my resume hold on yeah. <laughs> wait <laughs> yeah that's that's blowing my mind i did not i haven't even heard of some of these games i don't know what 151 elite trainer is like yeah, wait, hold on, wait, wait, structure deck like, how do you, I don't even, wait hold on hold on hold on <laughs> that's Seth, how do you not know what pokemon is <laughs> Oh, okay. It says Pokemon. I was just reading the product name, I guess. Okay, I do. I don't know what Pokemon is. I do know what Pokemon is. Yes, okay. Well, see, Krim, you're part of the problem, Krim. You should be buying Wilds of Eldering pre-release packs to get the numbers up for Magic. You mean I? I bought those too. Seriously, though, this is this is like my grocery list right here that you just looked at. This is kind of discouraging, right? Like, I would have never guessed that Magic would rank that highly down during a set release month. Like that, or that far down. That's like September surprising. is the big release, too, right? Like, I've yeah, actually... Yeah, that's the big I, fall I release, normally rotation. Release? Well, no. hold on. Okay. So, 151... The shocking thing is I'm surprised 151 isn't higher. And I'm, more like, like on this list. I... The thing that I am shocked by is that OP4, the, the fourth One Piece set, is number one. But I'm also not surprised because at the same time now supply is catching up, right? Like there's a huge – there. the problem with One Piece for the longest time was the demand, right? And, and it wasn't met and there wasn't – because there wasn't a product. Lorcana, it is the launch of a brand new game of a Disney IP, right? So I'm not surprised to see it this high. I want to see where Lorcana is like in a year's time. 
But yeah. like, yeah, like like magic, you know, every ever like magic is a household name in itself, and yeah, it's, it's lower down there. But like, I'm not surprised that Lorcana like fills up most of the spots, I mean, right? Like, is, like so, so five years ago, I think just you'd be launched. very surprised, right? Five years ago, you would think magic is top dog. Anything else can launch. Anything else, whatever, they'd be near the bottom. But magic actually got Disney. Here. It's but by it's, Disney. I mean, it's, also Yu-Gi-Oh, though, and Pokemon. Like, literally everything. So one, one piece. <laughs> is, there, is there a card game that didn't beat Magic in September? I'm, Flesh and I mean, this is, is <laughs> this is sealed product. So yes. this doesn't speak anything to singles. So, and it is a very well-known fact in the Magic community that uh, kind of has been beaten in everyone's head. Like, don't buy sealed product. Don't buy booster boxes. Buy the singles. So maybe the singles chart would look a lot better for Magic, maybe. It's like, also possibly. sealed on TCG Player. It's possible that everyone just buys their boosters from Amazon directly or eBay or yeah. whatever. So you have to take yeah. this with an asterisk. But again, you wouldn't expect this I, five years ago, ten years ago, right? You wouldn't expect no. it to be outside of the top three, let alone being beaten by multiple Te- products from the same Te- company, right? Technically, they are the best selling outside of One Piece. These are limited. Like, Okay, so I wouldn't look at this too seriously okay 25th anniversary tin uh the dueling heroes this is a tin Yu-Gi-Oh tins are essentially just what uh they're like these remastered cards that have high value things reprinted into them right but they're a deck right so if you look at all of these none of these are actually booster packs so if you go all the way down right because like the elite trainer box that's essentially the bundle pack right the 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 magic bundles uh, so I guess if you want to count it as like a box of boosters, you can, but it's really not right. So, uh, and then all of the other stuff, Lorcana starter decks, these are starter decks, starter decks. Uh, and then, so the next thing that you see is that's actually a booster pack is, is the only thing really beating, uh, the magic sets is OPO four and obsidian flames, which is the old this is that was a set ago for Pokemon. I'm surprised it's still selling like that. Uh, and then and then it's Eldraine. So if you look at a, a chunk of these, it looks really far down and it looks bad. But like, are we counting a, a Lorcana starter deck? Because if you actually look at that, the booster packs they're below Wilds of Eldraine. Well, that's that's it, a fair point. But even if we discount like all those weird products, it would be like what one piece number one, number two yeah. Pokemon, number Pokemon. three Magic. If we just focus yeah. on purely like booster box releases, which does look a lot better, but that would still mean yeah, Magic is third. I also don't know how other games release their stuff. Like with One Piece, are there like four different booster box options, Krim, or is it just like, hey, this is a booster box like Magic used to be? Because we also have Magic very split up, right? We're seeing Wilds yeah. of Eldering set boosters, then Wilds of Eldering collector boosters. I was surprised that draft boosters aren't even on here. Like, apparently, that was one of my big takeaways. Was compared to other Wilds of Eldering products, apparently draft boosters no one buys anymore. Like, apparently, Who's they're drafting? not even like on the list. <laughs> yeah, I Who's guess drafting? if you're just gonna crack a box, you might as well get set boosters. So there's also I mean, no commander okay. decks. Right, so if you're like, oh, it's all Lorcana and Pokemon pre-constructed decks, like where are the magic ones? Nobody cares, right? Like they're not here. Yeah, I mean, but the thing that's notorious with TCG Player is that Commander decks are absurdly pricey when they hit TCG Player, especially mm. on launch week. Right, like let's not lie here. If I, I would never buy a majority of Magic sealed product on TCG Player is ex- exponentially pricier usually 
than than like just going somewhere else, like going on eBay, going on Amazon or something like that. Assuming you get it as pre-release and pre-orders are going up, right? Because yeah, otherwise, yeah, One Piece they only have their one like set. That's it, right? But you're also looking at get two games that heavy. There's an art to it, and this is what Magic is catching up to. Pokemon focuses on box opening. That's their content. A lot of people love opening packs of Pokemon because the experience of opening a Pokemon pack is is the fun, right? It is a huge part of the fun, and they even know that, so they the way they design their pack layouts, all that stuff, that's why you see Magic trying to restructure their pack. So it's like, oh, cool, Magic pack opening is like Pokemon, right? And then One Piece, the same. Opening One Piece packs... It's either, yeah, like you go broke because you spent a ton of money or you like you hit hard. Right. And that's the there's no in between. There's no average box in one piece. It's feast or famine there. So like it, it's a lot of fun. And these companies have made it so it's fun to open the packs. Whereas like magic, let's let's not lie here. I mean, I just love buying the singles. Right. I buy singles. It's known to buy just like buy singles. Is it not known in other communities? Like, is it actually correct in other games to buy booster packs? Or do people just know it's incorrect and don't care because it's so much fun? Like, I think it's more fun. And on like, like, I think it's like really fun to do that. But on top of that, I actually think magic is cheaper when you buy singles. Whereas like these other games. Yeah. Like it's example. I'm not going to go on a TCG order and order 50 cent cards from one piece from 30 different stores and pay more than I would buying a box. Right. Uh, And Pokemon, everything is expensive. Like if it's the chase card. Right. So like, I really wish I never, I got that Umbreon V max or V star way back before it was $800. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's cheaper to actually collects magic. Like for reals, like you don't care about the 50 commons from wilds of Eldraine. Whereas with Pokemon, you're like, oh, yes. Like, no one actually plays the game. And they're like, yes, that's my favorite Pokemon. It doesn't matter that it's a common. It doesn't matter that it's There's that garbage. Too, yeah. I, I just want it, right? Same with One Piece. That's my favorite character. I'll just collect these cards. Whereas Magic, you're like shredding your bulk to make room, right? Like, I don't want this, right? So <laughs> the collectability aspect of Magic is like Post Malone owning the one of one ring and that's it. Like, when's the last time you heard someone say, I want a full com- complete set of Wilds of Eldraine? Well... You know, I want I all think of the this, foils, this... commons included, or something of El- mm-hmm. like these people don't really exist, right? They they do that they do now, right? And that's why universes beyond and like all the anime arts. I think that that's why they exist because like I want all the anime arts. That's I'm not gonna lie to you, Wilds of Eldraine. That's ninety nine point nine percent of the appeal to me here. It's got fairies and anime art, right? Like I want that. <laughs> Watsi knows how to get Krim. Throw in some anime art and I got him. (laughs) Anime (laughs) art? I'm in. I I feel Krim has spent way more on all the other TCGs on this list in the month of September than on his anime uh, fairies cards. (laughs) Whoa, 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 bro. Hold on. Smothering Tithe is expensive, okay? Like, like, (laughs) like, I... that's a booster box of 151, right? (laughs) It's, it's, well, not after retail, but yeah, like, I mean, the point here is, like, I've purchased... All the anime arts, right? Like, I really, like, I now have all the anime arts, not foil or anything. So, I'm, I'm, like, yeah, like, Magic has now moved. They've they've been trying to figure out how to make things collectible, right? And, like, feel, like, get the casual collector. Uh, Because the casual collector isn't going to know who Fairy Prankster is or cares, right? But they've added anime art. They've added uh, Universes Beyond, which I think is going to be appealing to the collector's crowd. So, I'd like to see how this stacks up. 
with like the universes beyond month releases. Yeah. So next month, if we revisit this, we'll see where Doctor Who. Oh God! And I, I that, feel okay, Doctor Who is about to get show. slaughtered because I think Lorcana's actually flop. getting stock now, so you're gonna actually see real Lorcana sales happening. Uh, so we can revisit when Doctor Who comes, or if we think Doctor Who's not strong enough, I think Final Fantasy is our yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. our last stronghold. Yeah, if, I wonder. Oh, if we lose the ooh, one piece, we, oh god! <laughs> can well, we on, look whoa, back whoa, 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 and see wait. the Lord of the Rings one, month, like June or July? That would oh, be yeah. if we're not up at the top when that because that was like the best selling set yeah. ever. If that's not up at the top, then then we maybe have a concern. Yeah, I okay. I'd be surprised if that wasn't the best selling one, right? Yep. I I, like, hope, uh, yeah. Now, I I will say though, also don't sleep on One Piece. It's a good game, <laughs> and the 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 franchise as a whole is way bigger than than you would think. It is a huge franchise. Like uh-huh. it is now. But we had a thirty year well, head start, Crib. <laughs> <that's> <laughs> surely we well, can beat this young surely magic One Piece. <laughs> Yeah, well, young. It's, it started in '99, dude. I, I was we still eight got years five old. Five years on it. Think of all the One Piece <laughs> yeah. episodes. We got five. You know what years they had? That. They had an anime, didn't they? That's right. Uh, all right. Netflix oh, series. Oh. We need it. <laughs> okay. Before oh, we magic. go too far down the One Piece rabbit hole, we need. We no, no, no. I, that's not. We're that's not the hole it. we're trying to go down. The hole is magic. Work on your goddamn show. <laughs> Put that out there. Make that anime. I'm not even joking. Make you have all these awesome studios making great trailers, dude. Choose any one of them. I don't care. That's right, that's like, it. Lightning, lightning round. We got three more topics to hit up really quick. One is it was Arena Championship two for some number of Arena Championship this weekend. Four Arena Championship four. It was historic. Crim. Do you know what deck won? It was no, I don't, Wizards actually. again. Every time they do one of these, is it Wizards, which I absolutely get crushed by on the ladder. Some pro shows <laughs> up and just stomps the field with this essentially budget deck that's mostly random commons and uncommons. Uh, is that the best deck in Historic, Krim? Like, it wasn't One Ring. It wasn't Bowmaster. It wasn't some alchemy card. I'll go, I guess, a rebalance Symmetry Sage is a big part of it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. is Wizards? Is Wizards legit? Is that the best deck in Historic? Like... I'm not going to lie to you. I think it is just like you. Yeah. I mean, I get rolled by it if I'm not playing something that is like S tier, right? You got to be playing super interactive, like all the fatal pushes. Yeah. Yeah. You got to play like 50 different ways to blow up their their one drops and that rebalanced uh, whatever the the one drop the blue one that changes its yeah. base symmetry three. sage That's symmetry the... sage yeah oh dude that that card cooks you up and then you combine that with uh dreadhorde arcanist and they're now casting their three damn or three mana spells like wizards lightning again there are turns where you will just straight up die by turn three like it oh, like you are yeah. dead by turn three mm-hmm. i actually kind of hate that it's because of a rebalance card that rubs me so much the wrong way. Like I could deal with the the digital only cards, but the fact that Symmetry Sage is just so much better in historic than every other format is so awkward to me. Like the three power really matters with Arcanist, and then it flashes back Flame of Andor, and you're just like, oh my god, Watsy, why? We need a re rebalancing to get it back down to two <laughs> two power, I think. But Flame of Andor, and I, I see Seth, you're also Andor. a Star Wars fan. Yeah, and yeah. Andor, yeah. <laughs> uh, I I will say that Flame of Andor. I think that it's having its effect in historic in the way that they want it to have an effect in modern. 
Oh, Richard, I got a lightning round for you. So uh, this week, Wizards announced they're dumping the Judge Academy. So the Judge Academy, uh, if you don't know, that's the group that trains judges and like uh, apparently gets them out to events and whatnot. But uh, if you take a judge test, they're the one that's qualifying you. There was a lot of drama with this where like judges could have been employees, but Wizards didn't want them to be employees and like all this. This was a few years ago. So the end result of that was the Judge Academy, which has been around for a few years now. But as of October 13th, which is the end of this week, Wizards is no longer going to be partnered with Judge Academy. Uh, They got nothing to announce. There still will be judges. They'll figure it out as they go along, but uh, nothing announced yet. Is this another blow to like competitive magic? Should we be concerned about this? Or do you expect uh, some other Judges Academy to just pop up and fill this void? I don't know what the beef is. It, it, if they're just dropping it and they actually had a replacement, like, for example, Judges Academy was corrupt or whatever. They didn't do their job. We're going to use another organization. Fine. But they're like, nah, no more Judges Academy and TBD. They're like, what? <laughs> like, what? what is what is the replacement? Like, how do you have organized play without judges? Uh, so awkward. So I, I don't know. Like, something happened. We're like, okay, we got to drop Judges Academy immediately and then we'll just deal with it. Or... If they're just like, oh, you know, we're going in a new direction, but we have no direction, so uh, please wait for us. <laughs> Super awkward either way. I like, I like, I don't believe it when Wizard says they care about organized play and then do things like this, right? Like, you need judges. You even need judges for Commander. Can you believe that, Wizards? There were no <laughs> judges at MagicCon in the in the command zone, which would be helpful in case you, you know, had a question about how these like triple sided cards or whatever with eight hundred <laughs> lines of text work. Uh, but yeah, weird. I mean, so I, so they I did hope say replacing them with something else. I mean, I think they, they I hope they have to. Like, I, I don't think you can not have judges if you're gonna have competitive magic. But they did say they know that magic judges are the lifeblood of high level magic. Uh, I don't know why Watsi always does this thing though, where they announce some pretty big change without having like the follow up of like, oh, we're getting rid of this, but we're doing this. They did that with standard with rotation, where it's yeah. like, oh, we're gonna get rid of standard rotation and TBD. We'll let you know more in like several months, and everyone just like freaks out. Even though wizards might actually like have some sort of a plan, or maybe they don't have a plan they and they're just making it up plan. as they go along. <laughs> but it would be much more reassuring if they're like, hey, we're getting rid of the Judge Academy, but we were going to do this to replace it instead of just we're getting rid of the judge Academy and we'll, we'll let you know in the future once we figure it out. So I think that's the problem with this. It's announced as like, Oh yeah. Like they didn't talk about the replacement like that they have in like set in. Right. Like, so that that's just, it's from the outside. It just looks weird, but there's no way they're not going to, you know, like all my, all my friends that are judges like in high up there, they're like this, some of them actually already didn't like the Judge Academy, and so mm. that they're like, like some of them have been posting about it. Like they're not a fan of the Judge Academy, and they they're like, "Don't worry, everything's fine." Like you know, just because the, they they do this, your local judges didn't magically become incompetent, right? Like they still know how to run <laughs> your like your events and stuff like that. And we're gonna see what comes in uh, down the pipeline. Ah, well, I'm so, glad that the judge community is not freaking out about it at least. I can't say for the judge community, just all my friends that are the, judges, which I have a decent you, amount of yeah. judges. Yeah. Like when your friends you were retire, a judge, weren't you, Cram? There needs yeah, to be new people God. to step up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Not me. I'm not coming back. I can't I can't do judging. <laughs> uh, all right. Last last topic, and then we're gonna sneak in a fish mail. We got our new WPN promos to go through uh the next year through twenty twenty four. They're kind of cute. It's a lot of like super classic magic characters. Sarah Angel, Lord of Atlantis, Zombie Master, Goblin King, Gaia's Leash, and a Cavern of Souls. But they're all like 
playing FNM, apparently. They're yeah, like in they're local LGS. game stores, essentially, and like actually playing with magic cards. What do you think of the the style of it? Like it's we haven't seen this before, really, but it kind of works for a WPN promo, right? Because you're like intentionally yeah. trying to get people into local game stores, and then here's Lord of Atlantis. Like, go to FNM and you might get to play with Lord of Atlantis, literally, or something. I I I love these. These are so good, dude. Like, and then the flavor text on these cards are hilarious. Like, we're talking about like this is a Lord of Atlantis in an L. LGS palming a hand a grip of cards and then reading a magic card and like it the quote is oh a tide shaper this is going straight into my Sphelan deck <laughs> or, or or my favorite is of course the zombie master one he's lo- he's looking over like a tabletop counter and you see magic boxes and it just the quote is not even the cold embrace of death could keep him from his pre-release events like these <laughs> these are just so hilariously self-aware I love this I love the campy corniness of this it is it is very campy and corny but there are actually some cool cards and the art looks uh the art looks it's different but yeah it's cool. i would definitely i would jam them in my my Sebulon deck that lord of atlantis so I anyway zombie master richard also uh, wait oh, ahead, question does the goblin king art look like card kingdom like, like, like they're in like Card Kingdom? In a Card Kingdom? Like, oh, see, actually... I've never, I've never been in Card Kingdom. You guys probably, you're on the West Coast. Does that look like, is that like Mox Boarding House or something? Was this literally taken <laughs> in Card Kingdom? Of course. I feel Today's like, episode like... is brought to you by Card Kingdom. <laughs> uh, it looks like a random game store. Because <laughs> I feel like, like, it kind of just makes me think of Mox Boarding House. It, I don't it looks know. like board games are present, but. If you look at yeah. it closely, they're actually just magic products. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I see a March of Machines box back yeah. there, Ixalan. They're well stocked. It's a well it's it is definitely not taken in troll and toad, I will tell you that. There's way too much <laughs> yeah, magic in yeah, there for it to be troll and toad. <laughs> um <laughs> Richard, we're getting near the end. I think we can sneak in a fish mail. Why don't you why don't you hit us with a fish mail? All right. Uh, if you have questions, send to at MTG Goldfish with the hashtag MTG Fish Mail. We'll get to your questions on air. Uh Ian Ballantyne, I was surprised worlds didn't make recent podcasts even wizards coverage only appeared on youtube two days after the event with the announcement of player of the year and seeing wilds of eldrine cards in action did it lack exposure or was too much going on in vegas that was our issue like if if uh we were not in vegas and we were doing a normal podcast that definitely would have been one of our big topics of the week. Vegas, I would have watched it, but we were all the way in Vegas, so we didn't really get to watch it. And we did a Vegas themed podcast talking about our time there. So I know, I don't know what Wizzy, uh, Watsy's perspective is. Like, why, if they didn't cover it enough, I guess, I don't know why that is, but I know for us, it was just purely being away in Vegas through everything off. That's also why, like, there wasn't a spoiler video for the Ixalan cards that they spoiled because they were just away in Vegas and couldn't actually make it happen. So next worlds, next worlds, we'll uh, we'll do a podcast on it. I would disagree with that. So we would definitely would have talked about it, but it would have been for like two minutes because Ooh. that same weekend was uh, Lost Caverns of Ixalan, uh, the Doctor Who cards, the Lord of the Rings, uh, all of the new Lord of the Rings cards from the the holiday set, and then like all the new promo versions we would have talked about, and then all the new secret layers like the the Princess Bride, Evil Dead, or whatever. So it's kind of on Wizards, right? Like it took a backseat. They decided to drop all these announcements, which I would say are more critical to the random Magic player, basically like new Commander cards uh, than Worlds would be. Uh, so yeah, we would have covered it, but I feel we're taking a backseat 
I feel that's the mm-hmm. world we live in, we would have been more excited about New Galta than whoever won Worlds. <laughs> in fact, I forgot who won Worlds already. No, I you remember. Might. <laughs> but yeah, you well, might wait, who right, did? I, I don't think I know who won Worlds. Who won Worlds, Richard? Was it it? Oh, no. I don't, I don't want to say it in case I got it wrong. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I know who it is, but I don't want to look it up. And it was Esper oh. Midrange, but I don't want to say it in case I get it wrong, and that'd be very awkward. So. It's, it's Gene Emanuel Depraz, yes. or I'm probably mispronouncing his name, but yeah, I I actually got to talk with him a little bit in Vegas right after he won Worlds, which was really cool. We had a little a little conversation, but yeah. So yeah, you're, you're probably right, actually. I bet we would have focused. We would have mentioned it for sure. We didn't even mention it at all because we did the Vegas cast. But if it was a normal cast, we would have definitely mentioned it. But you're right. We probably would have spent a lot of time on spoilers. 2023 magic. That's that's the way of the world. All right. Oh. If you have future questions, send them to at MG Goldfish with the hashtag MG Fishmail. And we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 454 of the MTD Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Graham, thanks for hanging out. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we will be back next week to talk about whatever goes on in the world of magic. So, until then, have a lovely week, everyone. And this is a crew signing out. Bye.